Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Fix that, Sam. Otherwise, hey! Hey! Oh, come on, that was a piece of... What was that? That was a piece of paper. Pingy is at one point, then it freezes. That's what I'm trying to get rid of it. Uh, I'm going to mercilessly tease you if you keep that green square up there. <laughs> I'd love for you to do that, man. <laughs> do it anyway, Glenn. <laughs> And yeah, we're back after no no quiz tonight, thankfully. I think the guys will be relieved there's no quiz tonight. Oh (laughs) yeah, like you're relieved having a quiz every week. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) I'm saying they are because I'm my questions are very tough apparently. They are, they were the other night. No, they were the other night because that that wasn't Arsenal or QPR was the worst round, I think. Yeah, I keep going Charlton. I struggle with it, but anyway. Yeah, um, well, basically, yeah, we have a nice little catch up, basically, and talk actual football and Arsenal. Cause... Oh, did we? Oh, did we start, or are we still off the air? Well, we said it was, we, well, we're minute, one minute and twelve seconds in. Oh, the show started. You didn't even say hello. Good job you weren't naked, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> what, makes you, what makes you think I'm wearing pants right now? Um, <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> oh, All right. Seriously, don't you say hello to your audience? I went to as I gone live, Sam appeared, then he disappeared, and then you went off on one. <laughs> I don't go off on rants. <laughs> Much. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Well basically, yeah, we've got to talk we're actually gonna talk football because the Premier League has got the we've got the official start bake start date back now. And yeah, I want to get your thoughts on it and what implications implications it'll have, not just financially, but on the match day itself for the teams that have actually got something to fight for that usually have that fans that 12th man sort of push um so yeah obviously got glenn sam andrew richard are you all got you all doing tonight um i'm stuck in the house with my wife and kids i'm not gonna lie it sucks move on (laughs) (laughs) oh dear Next. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us are all right, anyway. Yeah, we're all alive. Just about. All the bits yeah. are happy. It's the, it's the, the, North, um, the New Yorkers that are not happy. 
Oh, please. <laughs> Most married men. Richard, if you're married, you're the exception. <laughs> or your oh, wife is or your wife is right behind you. <laughs> that's that's more realistic. <laughs> well yeah, as it is, as I've already touched on the Premier League's coming back on this seventeenth, and literally the first game is our game in against Man City away. What were your initial thoughts, Andrew, when that announcement was made on I think it was Thursday or uh, late Thursday afternoon. Happy, really. Um, I'm I'm ready for it to to come back. I mean, I can't say that I've got into the Bundesliga at all. I watched about ten minutes of the first game that came on, and I haven't watched it since. It just doesn't <laughs> just doesn't mean the same when you haven't got any kind of vested interest to me, yeah, anyway. True, but um, then you're, you take it the extreme, though. Andrew, because you don't even watch Champions League because Arsenal's not in it. So you, no, you take it to extremes. What's the point? You know, it's just not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when the day we get back in it, the day I'll be massively vested in, uh, in the Champions League. But uh, no, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I'm really encouraged by the fact that there's, um, you know, some more youngsters been put into the first team squad. I know they're just in training at the moment, but... Because we're going to have five substitutions in each match, hopefully they're going to get uh, some game time, some of these guys. So I I really genuinely think that it was on the, um, I think it was the Arsenal Vision podcast recently that they said that we might give us an advantage if we actually do start a lot more of the, the youngsters against Man City because they're going to be so much more fresh and, and fit and ready. Uh, whereas the sort of the older squad members are going to take a few matches to properly get up to speed. So I genuinely don't think we're going to lose against uh, Man City. I'm really quite confident about it. And I think if there's any manager that can uh, come up with uh, a tactical plan to beat Pep, then it's going to be Arteta, having worked under him for so long. And I don't think it's, it's too much of a coincidence that before, obviously, everything stopped, that Man City's form yeah, really took a nosedive after Arteta left. So... Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm I'm really looking forward to it personally, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for it to come round. Well, Talking talk of fitness, you've seen the pictures throughout various Premier League clubs in the last few days, and you see you've seen our players literally they've they've kept on shape basically throughout the whole ten week period of this lockdown. When you see like sort of, you're talking off air, um, Luke Shaw and Kevin De Bruyne literally chunked up. <laughs> Put a lot of weight on. <laughs> that's all. So that's going to have again going, going into that Man City game with lots of the boy and not in match fitness itself and nowhere near fit at the moment. That's going to have a positive, positive mm. for us anyway because we're literally our fitness levels are already there in that sense. It's just getting match fitness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam, what was what was your what was your initial thoughts when that all came out on Thursday? Well, I thought, you know what, we've got, we got nothing to lose, really, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we've we got nothing to lose. Go against City. Whether we win, we lose, you know, it, 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 it don't matter. You know, wherever we're meant to finish, we're meant to finish, you know, I don't mind, you know, taking a whole season out of Europe. Um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't mind that. Um, so, you know, we can, if whoever wants to leave, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Then get some, Im- implement some youngsters that want to play for the club, that are hungry, that are going to be like, you know what? You know, this is like a lifelong dream now. I'm going to give it every second of, of everything I have to play for this club and take them to the next level. 
and you know be be fearless in a sense because like you know when you the thing with with Arsenal and this is the this is the truest thing we're too much of a commercial club we have the big stars but we're all we're about is making the money but when you look at the Bundesliga what doesn't make it so interesting is they're not about that the Bundesliga is made for the fans like the players will give every second of every minute that they get to play there and the thing is the way that the Premier League's now come out, you know, of course everyone's going to be happy, you know, the, the football's fine, good football's back on the TV, but there's also a lot of factors as well. You look at, you know, like the, the timings as well, a lot of things are coming into factor. Who gets what match, who, like, who's going to broadcast what, you know, for, for the first time as well. You know, going off topic, but again, it's a big thing, like, for the first time since 1988, BBC's going to broadcast some Premier League matches. For the first time since 1988, that's that's something big as well. You know, we don't know what they're going to broadcast. They might even broadcast City Arsenal. They might broadcast the North London derby. We still got to play Arsenal Liverpool. We don't know. And at the same time, it's good news, but we've also got to think the other factors into account. You know, what's it going to be like with with no fans being there? You know, what's it going to what, what what do we expect? Do we expect more from Arsenal since they're training the most, or do we expect less from them? It, it's it's kind of a big thing. So yeah. I think that's going to be a bonus for the young players because they're not going to be under as much pressure without the fans getting on their back if they make a mistake. You know, they're going to be able to, uh, you know, play with a lot more freedom, I think. And that's another good reason to play them. Yeah, I wanted, are, you try, are you trying to be the new heavy D, Sam, by the way? <laughs> I wanted to... Uh... I want to hear, I want to, well, while Sam is struggling, I'd love to hear what Richard thought when the Premier League said they were coming back. To be honest with you, when it was obviously, you know, behind closed doors, it's not something that I thought, I didn't really want them to bother. Basically, it's like, you know, uh, if you can't have fans in the ground, I mean, I, I watched a bit like, a um, bit like Andrew, I watched about 10 minutes of the first German games and I turned it off because it just didn't interest me. Not because of the football, but because there's just no atmosphere in the ground. It's all about fans there watching the game. And if you haven't got that, I think, first of all, it makes it a different experience for the players, whereas, you know, home advantage would have been massive for, say, clubs like Aston Villa fighting relegation, which they're going to lose now. Um, other teams maybe fighting Europe, Sheffield United, had a, you know, I think their crowd gave them an extra bonus as well, and they're going to lose that out. And it's like you, you're starting a season under one lot of circumstances, finishing it under a different lot of circumstances, really. And is, is it a fair playing playing field for everybody I'm, I'm not sure if it is and you could say everyone's in the same boat now and they are but I agree with you know I think that the Arsenal fans tend to get on the players backs a lot more so we've maybe got a slight advantage not having that there but having, having said that you know I, I still do think having a home crowd um, makes a difference I mean I think Liverpool are going to suffer because I think their crowd's an extra you know probably an extra 10 points a season or more just their home games so that, that might I mean it might not make any difference to them but it's different lot of circumstances and I'm not sure if you can um, you know would they not have been better off if if it's true that they're, they're looking at maybe getting fans back in the ground for next season wouldn't it not have been better just to write this season off and start again with fans back in the stadium in September or October whenever they can do it uh, and just forget this season Alright there's a lot to unpack there I'll be really quick I agree with a lot of what you said Richard but as far as stopping the season no way you want the season decided on the pitch or in the courts we learned from France that, that you know that's what's going to happen the courts are going to decide where people wound up uh, the other thing is uh, I believe and someone brought this up earlier is with a vested interest that we have in our 
personal, it won't matter that the crowd is there as far as the game completely entertaining us, as long as they win. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what was my other point? Uh, I don't remember. Touching on the crowd situation, we've seen, I think, I don't know if you've all seen, but over in Australia, Rugby League, they've tried to pump atmosphere inside the system yeah okay the let me let me system. just stop you just for one second okay um they're uh, what, they're, thing, they're, what, what they are what they are doing with that pumping in there i was enjoying the bundesliga because it was something different for me and i just wanted to see football you know it, it's it's as far as that that's just taste i'm not condemning anybody that couldn't watch it but i enjoyed it then the american tv network started pumping in fake crowd noises into the game and it completely ruined it for me i have not watched a bundesliga game uh in like three days and i'm not going to watch anymore because they're insulting the real f now i can see why you uk guys a lot of you uk guys don't like us americans because they pump in this music just for the viewers to hear and i'm in the minority opinion that it's insulting i feel like they're treating me like a child that needs a nightlight i was enjoying listening to the players and the officials and the managers yelling but no they had to pump that in so be careful what you wish for ryan as far as comparing what they're doing i know the players will be able to hear it but it's fake it's fake and it sucks I was, just, I, was, I was just bringing it up because I don't know if everyone knew about that place. I was bringing it up, getting their opinions. Oh, I don't, I like yourself, don't know. That's no, that's a no-go. That's just, it's no. Because, uh, and also, okay. what, I think what, what is the positive about, in one sense, having no crowd then, actually listening to the players and the managers and this, that and the other, barking orders, you get to see who are leaders, who isn't, who goes within themselves, basically. And who listens to the to the person giving you the instructions? I think you see that anyway, don't you? You know, when you when you particularly if you're watching a game on the television, you can see which players are leading the team on the pitch. I mean, certainly for Arsenal over the last probably ten games that we played, the main player on the pitch doing that was David Luiz, and we could clearly see that. You know, you didn't need there to be no crowd, or you didn't need to hear him. You could see that he was. You know, he, he was the leader on the pitch, you know, talking to the younger players, um, you know, getting everybody going. And, you know, you can see the players that do that and you can see the players that don't. I mean, Aubameyang's captain and I've never seen him do that once, ever. I uh, okay, I, I want to yeah. counter. I want to counterpoint that because before they started pumping in the fake crowd noise for us U.S. fans uh, for the Bundesliga games, I was hearing the. I wish I paid attention when I was learning German in high school because I heard everything. I hear, and I wish that I understood the language because I heard. I heard every word they said, and you know those strong K's in German. My mom's German. I think it'll be fascinating to hear Arteta screaming out at them. And other stuff. Uh, because that's a difference. Yeah, yeah, it would. It would. I agree. That's one of the reasons why I couldn't watch it. I hate. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Personally, well, well, I could. I mean, it, it sounded like they were playing football in an indoor five-a-side, uh, you know, sports centre. I couldn't stand it. No, I get that, Rich. I'm not gonna, I mean, Andrew, I'm not going to argue about you with that. That's a matter of taste. That's like ar arguing over whether you like a song or not. You don't like it. Richard doesn't like it. I completely respect that. Completely. See, I don't, I don't want them to pipe the, the, the fake sound into the stadium. I want the, uh, you know, the um, broadcasters to give you the option 
Not force it on you, but give you the option, like they can easily nowadays with this technology, of having it or not. Because I would want it, and I totally appreciate yeah. the fact that people that don't. Because I, I, I just, I couldn't stand that that empty noise. Like, like I said, like watching an indoor five side game. It was I tr- crap. I tried watching a game where they added all that stuff, and all I pictured was some thirty year old geek that still lives in his mom's basement. Okay, here's the here's the whistle. Let's let's play the whistles. Oh, here's the cheer. You know, that's all I picture. Some guy in a booth manipulating me. I don't need that. Stop. That's why you need the option, you know. Oh, yeah, option, yeah. fine. Yeah, fine. that's what I mean. That's it's easy enough to do for the broadcasters. No problem at all. So uh, also, or they could give, they could like contact like fifty fans. One of you, you know, Glenn, or just just Glenn, <laughs> maybe not me. fifty, and uh, have the noise of someone watching it live in, in their living room, but you don't see them, but you can hear what they're doing. That'd be quite good. I or just, maybe do the melting yeah, the spine. Yeah, 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 like, It'd be uh, wicked. It would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe have that instead. Because Sky used to have it, didn't they? Used to have like the fans doing commentary, didn't they? Yeah. 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 So maybe do try and do something like that. Just I think now they've got an opportunity to try a few different things with it all because it's you know it, it's a totally di- it's going to be a totally different experience, isn't it, for everybody mm. watching the games than it, than it was before. And I just think they they need to try something different and maybe get fans involved that way. If fans can't be in the ground to to you know get behind a team, then maybe allow fans to participate in some other way you know yeah. maybe set up something like this when the games are on so that you know you can get fan views while the game's happening you know that mm. might be an idea i'm sure they could they could do that quite easily that could be something different to do just yeah, to make exactly. it a bit more interesting because it's going to be i just think watching a game even if it's arsenal i just think it's not going to be the same when it's no sort of sort of crowd noise and hearing the players talking to each other and shouting and stuff. It's not the same experience. That's like watching a Sunday league game. Yeah. And well, it's not. I think the worst case scenario be. is if the, if the broadcasters are too fucking lazy to do anything <laughs> like that, then we should do it ourselves. You know, we should have like yeah, a lot of yeah. all these and watch it yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, at least we can create noise ourselves, can't we? <laughs> and it would be more interesting watching it. It'd be almost like being at a game, wouldn't it? Because, you know... Yeah, at least you're with some mates. With your mates. Exactly, yeah. And you can, you know, when 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 Xhaka makes a great pass, everyone can say what a great player he is, and we can Yeah, that ain't going to happen, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, holy crap, he made a good pass. <laughs> he gets this for this straight away. <laughs> I agree, guys, that the fans are half the game, but we got to deal with what is in front of us right now. Finish this season. You know, it sucks there's not going to be fans. Uh, the only statistic I saw, this is the other point that I forgot earlier with you, Richard. The only st- statistic we can rely on right now is in the Bundesliga, with when the bigger teams play the smaller teams, even if it's at the smaller team stadium, the bigger teams are winning more often than they usually do. So this is going to hurt, you know, the Aston Villas, et cetera, of the Premier League. Yeah, possibly. I, I mean, I, I think maybe with our Premier League, it might be slightly different. I don't know. But um, again, it comes down to, doesn't it, having having your fans behind you as an, an advantage for some of the smaller teams. So, yeah, it, it may well play a part. I mean, I feel a bit sorry for the teams battling relegation because they've now got to do it under different circumstances. And, you know, um, 
I don't know. It's, we're not going to know until it gets going, are we? What effect it's going to start having on the on these teams? I mean, you know, from our point of view mm-hmm. as well. I mean, you know, our home record, funnily enough, has been quite poor this season, unusually. Mm-hmm. Whereas away from home, we've only lost three games, so it might actually be an advantage for us. Um, from our point of view, I don't know. Uh, the, the way the way I like to look at it, I'll be very brief. I'm sorry. Is that you know before this whole virus thing, the Arsenal defense was slightly improving every week, in, in my opinion. And and uh, I don't see any reason because Arteta seems like a hell of a manager when it comes to drilling the team that they're going to be ready for Manchester City on the 17th. I really believe mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they will. I mean, funny enough, I mean, before the game got postponed originally, I actually thought we could get a result there for the simple mm. fact that I think Andrew said it before that Arteta knows how Pep's going to set his team up. He knows how how they play, yeah. and I think we've got a slight advantage there. I know we haven't beaten Man City for a long time, but I felt we could get a result originally. Probably even more so now with the break. Actually, you know, in terms of our, like you said, our players look fitter. They they look ready. So um, I'd certainly feel as though we can get a result this time. Um, without a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, again, you know, they've got none of their fans in the ground to, to give them a boost as well. So, you know, that, that might play into our hands a little bit as well. We've also got to take in, we've got to take in consideration as well. On the 8th, they're getting their... Well, I think they 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 get the verdict of their appeal, basically, on the 8th. So even before... Oh, right, the bay, yeah. 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 yeah, and basically, we'll, if, if, they don't get, if they don't get it completely overturned, it looks like they hope, they're hoping... They're hoping to, but they get they get like half, like a year instead of two years instead of five. Yeah, what motivation they, have they got if they're not going to yeah, be in the Champions exactly. League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a point. That's a good they, point. They've got yeah. no motivation anyway. They, they might as well be mid-table for all they've got to play for because they ain't going to catch Liverpool, are they? So they've got but nothing to they, play for. Apart from the Champions League, if they if they got a chance of being in the Champions League, they've got to make sure they get top four. I mean, it seems likely they will. But like Ryan said, if, if that appeal has gone against them and they're not going to be in the Champions League next season, what motivation have well, they got in any game? Well, if, if they do get Champions League, we might as well all give up because it's fucking corrupt. And if, if they, <laughs> yeah, seriously... We know that they, anyway, don't we? I know. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it'll, yeah, be, it'll be a fucking disgrace. It'll be a disgrace, wouldn't yeah, it? To be yeah, it would be. Yeah, and then that just makes a mockery of anything. No, anyone knows they can get away with anything. Then basically, so yeah. might as well. So I, I don't I, think I, they're going to get away with it. So I don't. I I don't know. You know the the. I know it's it was the Europa League, but they held their final in Baku. Tell me there wasn't money under the table for that. There was no way for the fans to get there. There was nowhere for the fans to stay. Money talks, and Manchester City is not is owned by an oil country. So until I see it, I'm not going to believe that they will be punished. But if they are, you know, Manchester United's in fifth place, and we're pretty close. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, we, that, that, our game in hand is a Man City hand. game, isn't it? So if we can win yeah. that, then you know we're yeah. back in the hunt for top four, aren't we? Which yeah. you know is, I think is massively important for the club to be in the Champions League again. I mean, Aubameyang's already said he he'll only sign an extension to his contract if we've got Champions League football. So, uh, and that's just one one of them. I mean, I'm sure other players feel the same. They want to they don't want to be in the Europa League, do they? That's not what where they want to be at their point in their career. I mean, you know, Aubameyang's in his 30s, isn't he now? So he's not going to want to play Europa League for another two years, is he? Um, did he, did um, did he, was that a direct quote? Richard, because uh, they just were saying that about Bellerin uh, earlier today, too. Where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally on board with Arteta, but I want to see some progress. Uh, but I didn't oh, see any direct These players quote. piss me off. These players are no, fucking... No, dude, I didn't see get, a direct Just quote. get us there, then. Just get us there, then. If yeah, they say... Yeah, 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 genuinely, if they say that, 
Well, get us to the Champions League then. Who else? You know, it's, your, it's down to you, mate. I agree if you with don't, you. You know, if you ain't going to get us there, just fuck off and you won't get it anywhere else either. God, Andrew, if you let me finish my sentence, I didn't see that direct quote from Bellerin. The story said that. I searched for the direct quote, but did not see it. So Exactly. I, I doubt you know, it came from him. So, but, let, you, know. you know, just, Jesus. I, thought you I, was just, I was just saying, in general, I fucking hate players saying that. I really do. I, who doesn't if you're an Arsenal fan? Of course. that's You don't want to hear that. Any, like, any player. Like someone was saying it. earlier, I don't I don't know if it was Jello Mulder or Ryan, but um, <laughs> you're saying if you don't want to be here, get out. I think we yeah. all feel that way. Mm. Yeah. What I think is rather insulting as well is the fact that amongst all this, there's a truck pay cut for the next year or whatever, but there's been an added incentive as if, as in, if they get Champions League, they get that money back, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, don't, you shouldn't need that incentive in the first place. No, it's their job. It's we've a had, joke. Absolutely we've, we've, we've had yeah. weaker squads compared to now, and they've made they've made Champions League without a, without a big, big of a fuss. I, I, I think that the league was maybe slightly easier to get top four, mm. maybe five or six years ago. Now that, yeah. you know, you've basically got a top six and, you know, even maybe even a top seven and a top eight. So I think getting in the top four now is slightly more difficult than maybe it was. Um, but yeah, we've definitely had weaker squads finish second and third yeah. um, in, in previous seasons. And, and, you know, we've underperformed a lot this season because of all the upheaval behind the scenes, I think, as much as anything with Emery um, and everything that came along with that. And then, you know, it took it took a few uh, sort of few weeks after that to actually get our tetter in. Uh, so we wasted about six games or something in between with Lundberg, which, you know, we, we could have maybe picked up some more points there. We'd be in a better position if we could have got our tetter in early if they hadn't sort of dallied around about that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, it is what it is now. At the end of the day, we're going to finish the season. We, we're going to have to win probably six or seven games at least, aren't we, of the last ten, um, and hope that's enough. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, one game at a time. Like you said, Manchester City's our game in hand. Let's go beat their butts. Yeah, yeah, if, definitely. If we, if we get if we get the three points in that game in hand, that puts us in seventh on goal. I think, depending on the goal difference, in the top seven. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. we're like two points off, and then fifth and fourth, or whatever. Yeah, you've then got that straight away. Straight away, you then like that belief we can do it. We're touching distance now. And this is what I was saying. I was saying the other day when someone questioned me about saying because you're saying, well, these exact same players bottled third spot last year. But I said there's a bit, there's a difference. We had Emery last year <laughs> making mistakes left, right, and centre. Whereas Arteta, since he's come in, hasn't put 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 wrong really. Chelsea, you can sort of, yeah, on, there's a 50-50 on that. Part of part down to him in the sense of delaying substitutions, but not completely he thought, actually. Just down to fate and referee has been absolute twats. And Leno and making that, a terrible mistake yeah, as well, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. That cost us that game. I mean, I, I think there's yeah. no doubt we would have won yeah. that game without that mistake that Leno made when it was yeah. 1-0 to give so, them the yeah. goal. And that was just unfortunate. I mean, the, the, yeah, obviously the Olympiacos game yeah. was the other one that, he, that we, you know, um, yeah. have lost, which... You know, we shouldn't have lost that game either, really, should we? Let's be honest. But, yeah, what, yeah, I agree, and I agree with that. But in my, what I'm saying is it's not been his fault. It's been the players on the pitch. It's been either the players or the, or the official hasn't done the right, made the right decision in the build-up to certain situations that have happened. 
But mm. game by game, we are looking better and stronger leading up to this situation we're in. But we've we've lost that momentum now, haven't we? That's that's the other thing. We, mm. we had some momentum building up. We'd won three games in a row, I think it was, before the, before we well. stopped. You know, we hadn't lost for a while in the league and suddenly we've lost all that momentum now. And it's almost like starting a new season, isn't it? Now, yeah. that might help us, but it, it might have the reverse effect because we were on a roll. Um, and now that's been kind of disrupted. Um, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can get back into that rhythm again. I mean, it might happen straight away, but it might take two or three games, mightn't it, for everybody, not just us. Okay. Uh, that's that's one way to look at it. There's another way to look at it that maybe it'll depend on the squad and the manager. Like, I bet you Chris Wilder and Sheffield United are going to hit the ground running because he's a hell of a motivator and he's got a squad that believes in him. I think we have the same thing at Arsenal. A motivator, a teacher, and a squad that believes in him. So, I look at it from that angle, where I'm confident we're going to hit the ground running. I I hope you're right. I I, I really do. And, uh, you know, um, that's definitely a possibility. I agree. But we do also have to consider the fact that it might not necessarily work straight away like that because even for Sheffield United, you know, that they, um, they've had a great season, but a lot of that was built on the momentum that they had building up through the season, which is now gone. And can they pick that straight up again? I think it's, I think it's difficult. I think it's going to be difficult for everybody. You know, maybe the teams that might benefit most are the teams that maybe were struggling a bit before the break. They've had a they've, they've had a chance to reassess themselves and they might be able to start a, a run going. I don't know. But at the moment, it's difficult to say, isn't it? We don't really know our team, what, what state team's going to come back in, who's going to be fit to play, who's ready to play straight away in games. They've had no friendlies or anything, have they? So they're basically going to have to throw themselves straight into it. And it's difficult to know what's going to happen. It'd be interesting uh, to see what happens the first two or three games for everyone. Wouldn't be the first time Arsenal crushed me with disappointment. So <laughs> I'm going to stay positive. I'm trying to stay as positive as I can, but I, I don't <laughs> want to be too optimistic because then, like you said, you know, you then get more disappointed, don't you, when it all, no, all falls apart. Um, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather think of the fact that, you know, if, if we can if we can get a run to go in at some point over the 10 games, you know, we've got a good chance of getting the top four and I think that's important and a lot of that's going to be the work they've done behind the scenes now in training, um, how fit the players are, how ready they are for the challenge that's coming up. Um and that's what we'll have to wait and see, won't we? I think the Man City games, uh, maybe it's a good game to start with, actually, uh, because we've technically got nothing to lose, haven't we? If we go there and lose 4 nil, it's like, well, they're Man City. So, And if we go there and perform well and get a result, then that's something to build on for the rest of the season, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think the other X factor is that the team is going to want to do well for Arteta against his old team. Uh, you know, I think they'll yeah. be up for it th- that way, too. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm convinced they will, yeah. Anyway, I mean, Ryan, I, what did you have for dinner? <laughs> Sorry, I'll just let you have. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Ryan, please ask Andrew a question so we I'm can. Joking, get one of, I'm joking. I'm joking. So we can get one of his ten-minute answers. Go ahead. I'll just uh, I'll get my drink here. Go ahead. Ask, go ahead. Ask Andrew a question. No. Oh, Andrew, no. I love you. You know I'm joking with you, right? You know I absolutely adore you, right? My betting slip won't look so stupid, will it, if we do be, win against Man City? Well, that's right. He, Andrew, I mean, Rich, no, Andrew, <laughs> tell him you actually put money down on Arsenal finishing top four. Yeah, yeah, 33, 33 to one I got on it in the end. So I'm still really confident. I don't, I mean, even despite what happens, happens at Man City, I'm still confident because the one team I'm really worried about, I don't know whether you guys heard... Um, the I think it's a football daily podcast, the BBC one, and uh, Ollie Norwood from Sheffield United was on it, 
and I've never heard anyone sound so bloody confident. He said the <laughs> guys have been training really hard from the word go since it, since the shutdown, and um, they're ready to start on Saturday if they had a game. They'd be happy to start and play Saturday. Said so they're already an itching to get back at it. I'm more I'm more worried about them than anyone else, to be honest, because I I, I do genuinely think they've got a really good chance of getting top four because I'm I'm confident that they are going to be right up for it when it when this, this uh, it all starts again so we just got to but watch then, them really. but then they're losing their home advantage as well aren't they with a crowd well, everyone is though it's a leveler yeah, isn't it so it is but i think that they they may be one of one of the teams that had a massive advantage with their crowd you know um i think that gave the players a real lift and they're going to maybe suffer a little bit from not having that everybody will as well but i think they may be one of the teams that might suffer the most as a I result say, I, just, I, I just think that, that their manager is something special i really do uh, Chris Wilder, yeah, no, they've, they've they've had an amazing season, and w- yeah. wherever they finish, they've they've overperformed what anybody would have imagined oh, well, at the yeah. start of the season, haven't they? So you know, if, if they if they was to make top four, that would be probably the the story of of the Premier League, wouldn't it? It almost was like Leicester mm. winning the league, the equivalent yeah. of that, yeah. really, in a way. And I mean, and he, he should get manager of the year if they make top four. Definitely, definitely, he should anyway. But yeah, I'd, I think, I'd totally yeah, I agree. Think, I think I think Chris will get manager of the season anyway because of what he's achieved. Mm. Literally, league one to championship, from championship to Premier League, in such, in such a short yeah. time he's, period. He, he still jumps yeah. on the local bus to go to training yeah. as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. In, in League One, his players weren't being played, and he motivated them to weren't being paid, and he motivated them to win. Mm. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Guy. And, they're, and they're, most of them are playing Premier League football now with him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the same players. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And that just shows what what a job he's done, really. And you know. Yeah, and I kind of agree with Andrew in the sense that they, they, they did have that momentum going with them before, didn't they? But mm-hmm. we'll have to see how, how they how it affects them the same as everybody else, really. I think it's it, it's difficult to judge now, isn't it? What's going to happen with, with the team? Who's going, to start this, who's going to start this sort of restart well? Who's going to maybe struggle to get going? I think it's going to be um, difficult to judge at the moment. I think, you know, betting on any team at the minute, any, any game is going to be really difficult because it's almost like starting completely from scratch. I think that don't... Sheffield United, in regard to the crowd as well, is not going to be quite as affected as you think. Because, like, like you said, those players have come through the leagues with Sheffield United and other teams in the lower leagues with hardly any crowd. You know, I think it's all about mentality a lot with them as well. So, yeah, when they were yeah, wearing, two, a couple of seasons yeah. ago, they were in League One and they didn't have anywhere near the crowds that they're getting now. So, I, I don't know. I just <laughs> think that they're going to be massively you know, mentally strong. And uh, No, no. I, I, that, that's that's a fair point. It wasn't so much necessarily the size of the crowd. It's more the the support that they've always got at home. Even when it was in League oh, One, yeah. it's it's a big support, you know. And mm, and yeah. they're not going to have that, you know. Almost like they, you know, almost. I know it's a cliche, but they like suck the ball into the net and stuff like that. And some some crowds do that for the team, you know. Liverpool's another one oh, example. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Just, and I, and got... I think that they're going to suffer a little bit as a result of that. I think they they might do and. That could be well, the difference between them getting maybe top four or top five and maybe just missing out. Let's just hope that us and them get top four and uh, Spurs, Man United, Chelsea all fall away. That'd be fantastic. That'd be, that would be, that'd be, if we come third, Sheffield United come fourth, that'd be a good outcome, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. I'd be <laughs> a good yeah. I don't think we can want any more than that, could we, really? Yeah. Maybe, second, maybe we can get second, you know, who knows? We're not that far yeah. behind, are we? No. Hey, Sam. We're back. <laughs> Oh, Sam, you, you're definitely right? auditioning to be the new Heavy D. I, I, oh, God, God, I'm doing this before Heavy D. You understand? <laughs> Burnley away 2017. 
watch my interview. I've, I've, got the, I've got the WWE Championship before anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's re- recognizing him now, but I was the first one to do so. Yeah, I, believe, I do believe you. I do believe you, man. Yeah, and if you receive my interviews when I when I was like bigging up Unai Emery when he first came to the club, what did I say? WWE stands for what? Walk with Emery. You understand? <laughs> how did that go for you then anyway yeah, I was going to say yeah seriously how did that go for you now it's AEW <laughs> extravagant win <laughs> oh my but yeah oh, right uh, Sam yeah, you've been listening to these guys for a while now have you got anything to add yourself for what they've said not really. They're not hit the hit the nail on the spot. Really, you know, we're gonna go there, like like they said, Sheffield United. They're gonna give they're gonna give it the role. All all, the, all these other clubs are gonna give it the role. But um, what can we do, really? You know, what, one thing that's already been mentioned that I hundred percent agree with listening to. You know, with the uncertainty of Emery, again, that's that's caused us to fall behind. You know, that dithering decision. You know, the thing is, like the the one thing. Like you, like everything that you guys have been saying relates to one thing: is that we're too much of a commercial club. We're too scared to make decisions that will cause either backlash of the fans or will cause some sort of issue. This is the thing, you know. Being a being a Premier League club now, we are being a Premier League club. You know, we're we're too commercial. That's not the way football should be. Thing is, with the Bundesliga, is boring, but they don't have any. They don't allow foreign investors to come in and turn the club into a commercial zone where they where they're making money. But none of it goes towards anything. For example, look at Bayern Munich. Sixteen years early, they've paid off the stadium debt. We're still paying ours off now. Nobody yeah, will pay that. All this, and, all this started with Chelsea and Man City with their with their respective oil money. If you don't try to compete with it, you're going to get left behind, aren't you? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've had no choice other than to go down that route. More, I mean, we were one of the last of the top clubs, maybe, to do that, really. And we've had no choice because we just get left behind. We've been left behind anyway. When you think where we were, sort of, 15 years ago to where we are now, we've we've been left behind anyway. And it, maybe we need we need to find some way of closing that gap so that we can get back to where we should be as a club, which is, you know, every single season challenging for honours, not necessarily winning stuff, but at least challenging for things. I mean, exactly. we, we yeah. don't look like a team, that's a club that can challenge for the for the Premier League title. I can't see it in the next 10 years. I just cannot yeah. see how we're going to be able to do that. And that's, that's not really, for a club like Arsenal, we, we should at least have two or three title challenges to look forward to in the next few years. I can't see where that's coming from. Uh, if, uh, Newcastle, if Newcastle get taken over, as they're supposed to be, that's going to be an, another team suddenly in the next two or three years that's going to be able to win the league before we can. And that's not really good enough, is it? You know, we're getting pushed further and further down. And, you know, top four is going to be something. But soon we're going to be lucky at finishing the top eight if we don't start competing and getting back, um, you know, trying to mm. financially compete with all these teams that are overtaking us. Uh, this, I think Stan, real quick, I think Stan from Vancouver said this. I, I didn't think of this, but it's so true. We have the only billionaire owner whose first love isn't the team. You know what I'm saying? And that's a big problem for us. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. what I'm trying to get at. We have an owner that doesn't love the club. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. We're too commercialized. We're all about making money, but, but none of it goes towards the club. They're saying, oh, we bought Pepe, we bought this, we bought that, we bought that. But they couldn't make right decisions when they needed to. They kept dithering on it. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing is, the one thing is, you might guys might not agree with this, but 
I will say without a doubt is that with Wenger, they, that's a big there's a, there's a big mistake they made there. They should have let him go years ago. They should have said to him ages ago. You know they should have got rid of him. I think if we got rid of Wenger in 2014, now we would still be competing with titles. And that's my, my, and the way that I think that is because had he gone then, look who would have been available at the time. Klopp was dithering over whether he should stay at Dortmund or not. If we put him in an open pick saying come to Arsenal at the time, he probably would have, and we would be where Liverpool are now. We would have, we would have been winning the Champions League. It's, it's all true, it's all true, but it's completely pointless, isn't it? it beating ourselves up about that all the time. The it is, and I know you're completely right. You know, yeah. absolutely agree with you, Sam. But we, it didn't happen. But I, what I do, what I do beg to differ with is regards to, I can't, you know, when you said Richard. I can't see us having a title challenge for you know the next ten years or so. I, I don't agree, because a lot of it is down to the fact that not buying the best individual players at the world, um, spending eighty million, hundred million on a player here and there. It don't get me wrong, it helps. But what's more important is having a, a, a team with a great mentality that are all on form at the same time, playing as a team. And and what gives me real hope is that. Because all these best players that a lot of the club, you know, all the fans out there on football Twitter saying, oh, he should go by him, go by They all started off as young players getting a chance in the first team, these guys. And now we've got a, a fantastic crop of some really good promising players coming through. Now, sometimes you don't need them all to be world-class players. You just need them all to be on the same page playing a fantastic brand of football under a, a motivational manager. And I think we've got that now. So if we just give it, give him a chance. Hopefully, he'll have a free run at it next season. It'll be a more or less of a relatively normal season, as far as you know that it goes, and he can actually start working with these players day in day out properly. Then we'll but see think, the fruits of that labour. And if we hold on to this crop of players that have all known each other since they were like ten years old, a lot of them, then who knows? Maybe they can just click and play a, a fantastic brand of football, a winning brand of football, and we can just push on. It could be, it, well, I think we need, been, we need, we need a sprinkling history. of... You need a sprinkling of great players as well around them, don't you, as well? I mean, yes, that's important, I agree, and that, that's a good starting point. But for us to go to the next level where we need to be, you do need to have a sprinkling of exceptional players as well. We've always... All our, all our teams that's been successful have had that, you know. Well, at 89, look at 89. Who was Football's the... different now, though, isn't it? Football's different now. And in 89, though, we did have uh, some really, really Sometimes, good, yeah. All I'm saying players, is yeah. that it, it can happen throughout history. I'm not saying it's going to, but I've got hope that it might. So that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> okay, can I, can I ask... No, no, uh, no I'll right as well. I, I'm fascinated. I, I just want to ask Richard a quick question, because the 10-year thing kind of blew my mind. I thought that was, you know, very... Um, Negative. Um, it just entertain me with this thought, Richard. If we traded Laka for Partey and got Umtiti uh, to play the uh, centre back, would that make us a top four team? It'd probably make us a top four team. I think we're a top four team anyway. We just underperformed okay. this season. I mean, in terms of challenging for the title, being a top four team and challenging for the title is going to the next level. And um, I just can't see at the moment. I mean, Liverpool are miles above us. Man City at this current time are miles above us. Other teams are investing a lot of money or potentially going to be investing a lot of money as well. And, you know, I can see us getting left behind, you know, 
in terms of Tanya for the title, you know, the okay. top four is always going to be a, a is always going to be a get out calls for us, isn't it? It always has been for the last fifteen years, really, getting in the top four, which is great if we can do it. But at some point or other, we have to start becoming a team that can challenge for the title again. You know, Liverpool. It's took them a long time, but they've they finally got there, got it there now. It took Man City a lot of money to, to, to get to that point. And we, whatever it's going to take, whether it's money, whether it's Arteta having a bit more time to, to get his ideas across to the, to the younger players and build from there. But something needs to change if we're going to go from being a, a club challenging for the top four to being a club that can challenge for the title again. The guy that needs to change is Raul Sanyehi. That's the main problem. Yeah, that's one of the big problems. I t- totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, with him with him making these decisions, he's, I've got... He is the one that's really holding back from my the recruitment. You know, yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. Say that, with, yeah. with another oil country coming in and owning a Premier League team, Newcastle, we need the best front office we can possibly have. And we've got to hang on to our players, our young players. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite comfortable. We, we do, yes, we do need a couple of players. And I've been a massive, I've been banging on for months and months about Thomas Partey. I do, I'd love to get him in the team. However, I'm really confident with the the squad of players that we've got that they're decent. You know, they are decent. something could be made out of them, but with the guy behind us, the scenes, just acting like he's he's some kind of mafioso fucking Danny DeVito lookalike, you know, and, and building these relationships and spending tens of millions of pounds on our out of our coffers on stupid super agents. That is the problem. That's the, he's the yeah. one that's causing a lot of them. I mean, the fact that he was going to give Emery a three-year contract extension oh after Baku. <laughs> what does that tell you? Seriously. Yeah. No, I agree. Who yeah. Can, I can't argue with that at all. So he's the one we need to change. But who yeah, knows? We'll, that ain't going to happen, is it, for, in the time, we'll, for the time being? Yeah. But we'll unfortunately, he's the yeah, problem. I'm not too concerned about the squad. As it stands, we need a couple of players. Yes, we do. But... The manager we've got, I'm super, super confident in. I'm super confident in a lot of the young players that we've got. But if he's hamstrung by the guy behind him, then we, he's he's gone to a losing, fighting a losing battle, isn't he? So that's the yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, no, no yeah. I totally agree with that. Totally agree. That's that's what needs to change. Yeah. Mm. And talking talking of change, um, this week was announced. Uh, Sir Chips Keswick is retiring, and he's now no he's out of the club. What was your I was well. I was sad about that. that. I was. I was. Yeah. Really yeah. I was sad because oh, it was the last. It, well, the the reason he's, he's come out all, all over Twitter today. Last the reason he went was because they were not being consulted about anything. And you know, I'm talking about Raúl again. You know, and and spending 15 million quid or whatever it is on agents fees in the summer, and getting no one else's no one else's thoughts on it or anything like that. And he, I mean, it's stupid. That, so Chips Kissick obviously didn't have a major role to play in the club anymore. However, he was the last sort of bastion of Englishness and, and ownership that we had, really, in that sort of status. And, and that last bit gone makes me feel a little bit sad because we've, we've got those donuts in the offices <laughs> running our club now. Andrew, and that's, that makes me a bit sad. Andrew, I love you, but he's 80 years old. Unless I know, I know. Unless but you want to know it, how many squirrels the, are on the front lawn. We don't need them anymore. No, no, let no. Let it's, the, it's what it means. Let it's what it stands for. It's what it stands for, uh, Glenn. You know, he's been at the club for fucking, what, 40, 50 years. And it is, it is sad when he's the last one that's gone that 
<laughs> of that old guard. Because I, I loved the way the club was owned and run years ago. It, just, it, was, it was good. Yeah. And we were trying to do things the right way. And we made mistakes and we lost ground because of it. But I still liked the reasoning behind that, if you know what I mean. Because it was traditional <clears throat> and it's what Arsenal are based on. Arsenal are a class club. We weren't owned like the rest of the garbage out there. We were run nicely and properly. And, you know, we had no debts. We were a rich club. You know, we had Highbury. And... Mm. <laughs> The, the, it's what he signified. It's not what he did, Glenn. Even though he's eighty, it's what he signified, and that's all gone now. And that's what made me happy, made me sad. Sorry, and we're stuck now with fucking Raúl, and uh, all that all that tradition that we had before that made me proud of the club is gone. And that's why right. I was sad. All right. Well, I, I would counter yeah. that by saying the average age that men live to is 75 years old. Let the dude retire without any aggravation and just chill out, okay? Yeah, but it, it, the, it, at the end of it, still, the reason he retired was because of these numpties. Not because he was too old and senile. It's because he, they no longer had any say whatsoever in the running of Arsenal. And that was the, that's the sad reason. And, it, and like I said, it wasn't even... The fact that he was him yeah. and, and his age, it was what it signified that made me sad. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I totally agree with that, yeah. It, it is like the old school's gone now. And mm. what the club was based on for 50, uh -huh. 60, 70 oh. years, wasn't it, with the Hillwoods and it what the door. It made us different. It made us the yeah, arsenal. What was the door? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> what was that you were saying, Richard, about, yay, it's so great being in the house with the family. My <laughs> I, was just, I was just saying that my mum's just died today, Glenn, but no, never mind. You know, you just go and shout, you know. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. Wow. Sorry, you could have dropped that information before the show, before I started making death jokes. Well, joke. you know, you know, yeah, never mind. You're just so, it's so... Oh, All right, well, I um, got the if words anybody hears the noise, my son came and turned the, <laughs> turned the dryer on while I'm on. So if you hear any weird noise, you know what? I'm going to turn it off. I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> don't, don't tell him. Don't tell him. I'm back. Hold on. Son of a bitch. Why there it is. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. You That's guys right. done, you guys done feeling sorry for me and making fun of me at the same time? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I turned the dryer off. I kicked my son upstairs. Oh, that's nice. You should have put him in the dryer. That would have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I don't even know what to say to you. Sam's gone. <laughs> Sam keeps this. All right. You're I'm sorry, guys. You don't understand. I want. I have an hour to do the show. My son was not supposed to come in here for another twenty minutes. Um, oh, what were we? What were we talking about? No, Shut up, no Brian. Idea. No Take idea. hold of the wheel and steer somewhere. <laughs> you know, like oh, you know, who do we want to who do we want the starting eleven to be? Stuff like that. I was actually going to get onto that actually, but now you've mentioned it, yeah. Basically, with us now going back on the seventeenth, and then we've got, we've got contracts with David Luiz running out on the thirtieth. It doesn't look like we're going to extend that to the end of this season at all. What do you? What do we do? Start eleven wise going forward from day one? Well, 
I mean, when all when all these loans come back and and, and Saliba comes back, I, we're going to have like eight uh, center backs. Some people are going to have to go. I personally like Luis, but I know a lot of Arsenal fans don't. And and I respect their reasons why, because a lot of times he's like Mustafi giving the ball away, but he gets away with it with the fans a little more because he looks like Sideshow Bob or whatever. Ooh, I like David Luiz. I think I think I he, he was playing well. The last ten yeah. games, whatever, he was probably our best player. Consistency wise, yeah. every week he was there, and I say he was a leader on the pitch. So I've got no problem with him. I'd I'll be quite happy if if he did stay for another season. But if yeah. he's not going to be there for next year, I think at the moment. Um, we need somebody who's a leader at the back and he's the only one we've got. So I think he has to play until the point when he can't play anymore, whether that's when his contract ends or whether the contracts are going to be moved to the end of the season, which I think was what they were talking about, then I would keep playing him. And yeah. I quite like to look at that Mari, who I know he only played two, one or two games, didn't he, before. He yeah, looks quite cool. decent. I'd, you know, I know he's only on loan, but I would maybe... Um, play him till the end of the season as well. I think that could be a good partnership at the back to build from before, obviously, you know, Saliba comes in next season. Um, so I think I will start with them two. And then, you know, um, as, as, a, as a base for your defence, I think that'd be a good place to start. And then, you know, I think the rest of the team pretty much picks itself anyway, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, the other thing with Luis that I love about him is the long passes down the wing. We got Pepe, we got Saka, you know, uh, I really love... Uh, yeah, uh, I, I love his, uh, you know, his long passes down the wing. I want him to stay. All I'm saying is I will understand if they say that's a little too much money and he has to go. I mean, if it was my choice, I'd be like, no, here, sign him. Yeah, there you go. But uh, And still free off all the others. That's what I would do, yeah. Mm. What do you guys think about holding? A lot of people have given up on holding. See, that, no, I, I'd like, I really, this is what I was going to say. I really like holding. And I hope that he's really upped his fitness and hmm. confidence levels uh, over this break. Weird. Because I think he's a good player. I think he's a really cultured defender in there. So I'd, I'd really like him to uh, to just give it... He needs a good run of games to get match fitness. Uh, what we talk about, match fitness and match sharpness. No one gets it over one or two games. You need to build it up. So you have to persevere with someone to get that. If you've got faith in them, that's the problem. Yeah. If he's got faith in him, which I, I have, I don't know what Arteta's complete... He had good things to say about him a lot in the initial mm. stages. Um, but you've got to persevere with that player and let him work through to, to he's fitness. Not, he's not really played him, has he? I mean, I know he's been injured a fair bit. He, he broke down again, didn't he? Yeah. Kept kept yeah. getting niggles. Yeah. But you have to you have to sort of persevere and play through these sorts of little um, ups and downs yeah. in order to get the best player back. You know, so hopefully he might do that. But I I, I completely agree about Louise. I've always been a fan of Louise, and I don't, mm. it'd be madness to get rid of him before the end of the season. If it just means giving him, you know, one of those... Because it's not just a loan, is he? There's, there's loads of players across the league that have got the contracts end in the 30th. Yeah, so well, hopefully yeah. he can be one of these players that, you know, just extends it, not to a specific date, but to the end of it's the like season. It's like a week-to-week contract. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be worded to the end of the 2019-2020 season or worse than that. Yeah, so so yeah, hopefully if we can get that sorted, and I, I'd yeah. love to see him and, uh, and Mari take us to the end of the season because yeah. I know it's only been two games like you said Richard but I I've got a lot of faith in Murray because I, I really really like uh, Tim Vickery the you know the pundit in over in yeah. Brazil the English guy um, and he's up, known him yeah. he's known him for a long time and he's got nothing but great things to say about him about Murray so um, I, he I played well against Liverpool work. didn't he he played well yeah. against Liverpool in the yeah. Yeah. world club thing so but he I mean, made he a massive difference yeah so I, I take 
I, I do respect him a lot, that Tim Vickery, and I, I take his word for it. So I'm, I'm quite confident with Murray. And uh, he reminds me a lot of Steve Bold, the way he plays and runs and everything. He's quite similar, in our, I think. Um, so I'll definitely have them. But what the player, more than anyone else, I'm really looking forward to getting back in the team is Tierney. In front yeah. of, uh, sorry, I with, loved him with, with Saka or Martinelli rotating in in front yeah. of him. I think that's really exciting. I can't wait for to have him back. Me too. Well, even even Arteta saying he's from, even before this all hit is obviously coming back in train at the time. He was he was loving what you're seeing. He, he loved mm. that work ethic that Tini had developed at mm. Celtic and he's bringing over. He want and obviously he has good big plans from this that and the other. So and looking looking at that saying that our left side of our team now looks absolutely fantastic yeah. yeah you've got you've got options of Sacco and Martinelli well the thing is I was going to say Tierney yeah. coming back into the team means that Aubameyang loses his place for me he's got to be because no. he's, no, he's no longer li- no seriously because in front of Tierney I would I'll be gushing surely Aubameyang's got to be through the centre hasn't he anyway, well, this is what I'm coming to yeah so, so who, on the left you've got to have Martinelli or Saka yeah. Or both, you know, rotating. You're just yeah. sort of yeah, yeah. So you can't oh, have, yeah, yeah, you can't have yeah. Aubameyang out there, which means no, no, that no, no, Aubameyang's no. got to move into the middle, which means there's yeah, no yeah. place for a... No, no, I thought, you meaning, I thought you meant leaving Aubameyang out completely. Yeah, I thought I was like, what the hell? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Did I say... I, in no, fact, wait, when I, wait, I made a yeah. slip of the tongue because I meant to... Uh, what I meant was it means there's no place for Lacazette. Yeah. So, because right, Aubameyang yeah, has no, to I go in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So I must. I said the wrong name. I didn't mean it. I didn't. Mean well, Laka La- La- has to earn. Laka has to earn his starting spot back. Yeah, he was the player of the year last season, but going into the virus, he was in a pretty bad slump. You know, his form. Mm. His form was off. So, uh, well, as far yeah. as midfield goes, it's great to have all these. But I, I think midfield's going to be important for Arteta too. For me, he's got to have uh, Ceballos there, and hopefully, um, what's his name? Terrera, um, you know, but I don't know. Xhaka seems to have a spell on every Arsenal coach, so so he might be the starter. Yeah, well, I, I think I, I think Xhaka's a guaranteed starter, isn't he? Really, I think he's. And, and to be fair, I think again, looking at leaders, he's the leader in the midfield, isn't he? He's the only one that takes responsibility. I think Sabios is a bit hit and miss. He's been. I think um, uh, the um, Terrera wants to leave anyway. Uh, by all accounts, it seems like he's not settled. So. Is is he? Do we want to keep playing him if he's going to leave anyway? I'm not sure. I think I think it's going to be Xhaka plus whoever else he wants to pick there. So Bios possibly as an option, but I think Xhaka's guaranteed to start every single game. Yeah. Well, I I, I really think that Lacazette for me is the one where we can earn some money and to buy Partey because for mm. me it, uh, he doesn't start in our, in our uh, first 11 anyway, if we're going to be playing a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1 um, formation. He doesn't fit for me because... No. So, um, and... Uh, well, because, let me say that, no, just, can, can a Bamiyang play as a, as a lone striker? Because I'm not sure if he can. No, because... Well, it, in, a, can. in a front three, you, you, you don't class them as like midfielders, do you? If you had like, Martinelli or Saka on the left and Pepe on the right, they're all attackers for me, but they should all be intelligent enough to be able to uh, be fluid in their positions. Yeah. I don't think anyone should yeah. have. When you're talking about top-end professional football in this supposedly the best league in the world, you should not be able to just have to stick to one position on the pitch. You should be able to have the intelligence to sort of you know, work with your players around you. So for me, that's really important. And I'd, I'd have a front three, personally, with... 
like, like I just said. And in that case, Lacazette is benched. In which, and I would prefer, to, in that case, to get rid of Lacazette's big wage and you know big ego and causing problems on on the bench because he's being benched every week. And I'd have um, Enketia take his place on the bench. That's another name that we have. I completely agree. And you know the beauty of Arteta is, since we're talking about the midfielders, I am confident that he's going to do what is the best thing. Because, mm. you know, it, with with uh, Mr. Good Evening, remember last year when top four was our, our own, you know, it was our own fate. We controlled our own fate. And he started, I forgot who we played at home. Uh, he started El Neni and Guendouzi in midfield. You know, so, yeah. so I'm confident that Arteta is going to do the right thing. Oh, definitely. no, I, I, I'm confident he will as well. But the, the the right thing is still restricted by the players that are available to play as well, isn't it? Right. Mm. But uh, you know, he's not going to give us two non-playmakers in midfield. Is what I'm saying. I'm confident he's going to you know no, set no. The, set the team up with good link-up play. That's all no. I'm saying. I really wish that Sabios was already our player because I really like Sabios and I, I think he's he was another one that was looking really good towards the end before the everything stopped and well, he looked really promising in that sort of deep uh, midfield role and I, I just can't get it out of my head that he would be an absolutely perfect partner alongside Thomas Partey well, uh, he'd be, just, it would be so good they'd, they'd really complement yeah. each other so just well with their skill set um, what the hell is that? <laughs> is that your missus? is that your missus Glenn? that's that is my wife's new text tone because she's so friggin' and. I thought that was her <laughs> voice because she's a Wookiee, you know. <laughs> no, I made her. I made her text tone an air raid sound. Oh, um, guys, I got. <laughs> guys, I got to go. I'm sorry, Richard. I've you never been on a show with you before, as far as I can remember. But I smoke a lot of pot, so uh, it was. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. It was nice meeting you, Richard. Uh, and and you, mate. Yeah, all right. I'll, Ryan, anytime you want me on, okay? Yeah, uh, Andrew, that, always yeah. a pleasure, you grumpy you old go. man. All right, yeah, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I, I'm really sorry, guys. I've, yeah. I've got to go now because I've, yeah. I've been invited over to a barbecue start. Yeah, that's what Fresh just, Prince. Yeah, sorry, just yeah. before you actually leave, because you mentioned Sabayos there, do you think now with what's gone on, mm. we're going to have to approach Madrid for, for another loan with the option to buy, well, with the ob- obligation to buy now? <sighs> I really, 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 really want to keep him. And if that's a way we can do it, I'll be really happy to do that because I see something in the guy. I can see a really, really good player there. And um, I can, you know what really, I, I think it's really important when you buy a player as well, is their mentality for the club. You know, yeah. he's got the enthusiasm and the energy and um, you can tell he, he really loves the club, you know, in his, when he's playing and he's on the sidelines. He's the first one up when we score and he's running mm. onto the pitch and it's, you can't fake that sort of stuff. You can't fake it. Yeah. And you buy some players or loan some other players and, you know, they, there's no sort of, there's nothing there. You know, they're vacant and they, they, you can just tell. There's, they, they don't feel it in their heart. With him, I get the feeling that He's an Arsenal player. And I, I can see a really good cultured player there. And let's not forget, he's only 22. Um, yeah, but last last season, <clears throat> excuse me, he still made 21, I think it was. I think, I'm, don't quote me on those figures exactly, but around 21 appearances in the La Liga for Real Madrid. And you don't do that if you're shit. And you don't play yeah. for a Spanish national team if you're shit. I just think he, he was starting to 
really show again what he could do before the, the lockdown. And I just hope we can keep him because I think he's an important player for us. I know he's been in yeah, yeah. there, but he had, he had three months out with injury, don't forget. Yeah. Exactly. And I think one of the problems was as well, obviously, when he first came in, Emery was there and all the trouble that was going on behind the scenes around that. And then... Mm. Obviously, Emery went and he was injured at first. Um, yeah. And like you said, he's, he's come back into the team under Arteta and he, he looked a lot better mm. in those few games that he played towards the end. Mm. Um, so hopefully, yeah, maybe Arteta can get a little bit more out of him on a consistent basis because I felt he was a little bit hit and miss earlier in the season. He had one or two good games and one or two anonymous games when he was maybe overpowered because he's not he didn't seem physically the strongest player at the beginning, did he? He was getting no. you know sort of bullied out of it in midfield, whereas you know, maybe Arteta can, can give a little bit more, um, get a little bit more from him. You, you yeah. see, the, the, the problem is, if, if we don't buy anyone else at all in midfield, then I hate to say, he, he might be worth just, it's good, we're going to have to just probably let him go because he does need, the thing is, what I'm still visualising is him alongside someone like a part, Thomas Party. It'd be mm. ideal. There'd be an ideal matchup. Yeah. But if we don't buy say, anyone... Yeah, yeah. If we don't buy anyone like to go alongside him, he's not going to be any good like playing alongside a a Torreira is not he's not the physical imposing sort of Vieira type player we need, you know, like mm. a party. Yeah. He's not we haven't got anyone to do that and he's not good enough yeah. on his on his own to buy us. So no. If we were to help the you know Arteta and get someone like the, the party then I'd I'd love to keep Sabios. Uh, but if not I'll, there's I'll no, there's about... not much point in keeping him. I'll tell you who else we could look at as well, a similar sort of player in terms of a physical presence, Decore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he I think he would be a good option for us if obviously if we can't get Partey, which you know, the, the money's gonna play a part in that. I think maybe Decore as a as an option could do a job in there because I think he, he knows the Premier League, he's a physical mm. player, he, he gets up and down, he can tackle, he can score goals, he's almost a complete midfield player and mm. maybe Arteta can sort of and with better players around him, he can maybe mm. actually go up a level. So uh, I certainly wouldn't have any problem if we was to buy him. I th- mm. His name's escaped me as well, unfortunately. It, the, the other one I like, if we couldn't get Partey, was the guy from Leeds, and he's got funny, he's got quite a funny hairstyle, but he's 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 really oh, really good as well. Sort of thing, or... yeah, yeah, what's his name? I know what you I mean. He, think... he played yeah, against us in the yeah. cup, didn't he? He was yeah. a, a, outstanding, absolutely yeah. outstanding. And I tell you what, he's been trained to within an inch of his life to do a job, you know, under mm-hmm. uh, Bielsa. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember his name, but he was a yeah, uh, yeah. very, very, very good player. But trouble yeah. is that we'd have to pay a little bit because obviously they're looking like they're going to come up, obviously. So they're going to want to keep well, just, him. But just, yeah, he's going to be cheaper than cheaper than Partey. But he's he's quite young as well and um, well versed in this country. And let's face it, the Championship is a very, very hard league to get out of, and you well, know, just hard it's very slot. physical as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's an option I'd look at as well. Yeah, that's a good shout out. Actually, I hadn't really yeah. thought about him, but yeah, he had a really good game against us, didn't he? Oh, yeah. he he bossed it. He was he was yeah. incredible. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd like him. But we need to, like like I said, just to reiterate, there's no point in keeping Sabios if we don't buy someone like that to go yeah. alongside him. I don't think, I'll unfortunately. Definitely. Oh, definitely. And yeah. again, yeah. It, all, it all comes down to recruitment, and they have, no matter what happens, no matter what happens in this end part of the, this end last 10 games in that five weeks we've got we've got to do the recruitment spot on this year because there's no point in just buying any and every any and everyone that we usually do because it doesn't no work. there's no point you've got to buy the right yeah, so this is the difference the right between players, us and Liverpool yeah. the difference between us and Liverpool is so I'll just end on this 
is the decision making, the people behind yeah. the scenes, because they they would rather buy one um, really expensive T-shirt to have in, the, in their wardrobe rather than four pre-marked T-shirts. Because yeah. that, at the end of the day, you get what you pay for, and it's better quality. And that's the yeah. same thing, you know, in a nutshell. So you might as well, if you're going to spend £45 million and go and spend it on three £15 million players, you might as well get the £45 million player that will make a massive difference in his ideal, you know, for your system that you play. It's yeah. got to be to your system, yeah. not just because they're a big name. Not it's, 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 it's quality over quantity, isn't it? That's that's oh, 100%. what it's about. Yeah. Then it, yeah. That's the difference between the two. Yeah, that's one of the mistakes that we've made, definitely. We every year we end up buying four or five players that aren't particularly good. Whereas yeah, exactly. we, we What's the point? Buying, buying one or two players that are better. Yeah, I totally agree with that. that. That's that's definitely what we've done wrong. Not just now, but over the last sort of several years, really. When I know, you look at I, years exactly. Now. I'll stand yeah. by what I said earlier about our squad and our young players and how excited I am about that. But mm. And it's not all about, all about spending massive amounts on individuals because they've all got to be part of the team. And I totally agree. Mm. Now, if Arteta does yeah. think that Thomas Partey, like everyone does as an Arsenal fan, but not just because he's a big name from a big club, but because he can do the job that he what he needs him to, do, to fulfil within our team and our squad, mm. then you should spend that mm. money to get that exactly the right player. And, and mm. what I've said before about the core is... And I, I agree with what you've said completely. But if you're going to really want to make a, a title challenge, you want to get those right final cogs in your team, I'd rather get the Waitrose version than the Aldi version, if you know what I mean, of that player. And I, I, no disrespect yeah, yeah. to Decore. I, he, he's, he is the Aldi version of Thomas Partey, I think. And I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But no, that's, no, the, that's, I agree. The, that's the impression yeah. I get. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I would say if we can't get Thomas Partey because the money side of it isn't yeah. going to work, then we need to look at a similar sort of player that we can maybe afford well, to well, get. Well, do you then? Because, because that's doing what you just said. That's doing what you just said. You, you're opting for no, the but Decore the is still a good, good option, isn't he? He's still a good option, Decore. He, he knows the Premier League. He can do the job that we need in the team. He's just maybe not quite as good as Partey, but then he's going to be slightly cheaper. I know. It's just, it's just whether you... you if you're going to be serious and... and, and but if we can't you, get Partey, what do we do? By nobody. We need no, to buy somebody rather, in that position, don't we? No, we I, I, I know. I, I don't know. But the core rate has been in and around the Premier League for a long time, which is a... You know, we can see it very much as a positive. However, why has he, he stayed at somewhere like Watford for so long? What You know, it doesn't mm. happen, does it? They get stolen. They get stolen very quickly. Don't you ask Leicester after they won the league? And what happened to Angola Kante and, you know, everyone else? They just left. They got cherry-picked immediately. Why hasn't he? Because the world needs defensive midfielders. There's a massive lack of them. Why is he still at Watford? Yeah, that, that, that's a point. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just that, watched that, him and I like the look of him. And I, I think he's in our team. Know, and, I, I, and yeah. I might, I, I've just got res the reservations and you can... I don't disagree he's a good player. I'm just saying... Sometimes, if you're going to be serious and you do think, right, we, def we need, do need to make that step, you've got to push yourself to get that one player because you know that he's going to be perfect for you in your system, in your team. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say that it's guaranteed that we can get Thomas No, Partey, no. But then if, if you can't, if you totally cannot, you've, you've ex ex you know, exhausted all your avenues, then mm. do you then opt for someone that's not as good? Or do you wait and get this, this exactly the right person. That's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know. 
it's a hard one, but I don't know whether taking second best is going to help us in the long term because we're always going to be in that vicious cycle, aren't we? So yeah, I but know. I mean, yeah. it, I suppose it, a lot of it we wouldn't know until we get the player and how well they do. No, I mean, you I know, know. Partey might might look like he's the right man, but when he comes in, it might take him six months to settle. And you know, whereas Decore might come straight in and do a job from day one. Yeah, it, we don't mm. know, do we? At the end no, of the day, I, no. I, I agree with, with your point. Partey looks a better option, definitely, but he's also going to cost a lot more money. And can we afford that? We don't know. With you know the, the, the current situation, with you know no no match day income for the club as well, on top of everything else, how are we going to be in a position to to spend a lot of money this summer? I, I don't know whether it's going to be a massive difference though. If you think of buying a Premier League player from a Premier League technically a rival, because they're obviously a training ground backed onto ours, doesn't it? Yeah, Is yeah. it going to be much difference than the forty five million pound release fee? That is reported that Thomas Party's got. So it's also it's what way he wants, wants, isn't it? What contracts he wants. Decore might be happy with a lesser contract, less, less. Um, you know, he might be happy to take less money to join Arsenal than what Partey might mm. want. You know what the agents' fees are like involved as well. You know, like you said, Watford's training grounds just across the road. That he might have similar agents to players that are already at Arsenal. It might be an easier deal to get over the line. We don't know, do we? I mean, no. at the end of the day. Oh. If we can get Partey, then fantastic. Do you know Happy what, days, what but... Do you know what? Just, just again, I really need to go. I'm going to be really late. But the other player, that I, I mean, this is my ideal wish. It's never going to happen in a million years. Um, do you know what, Stan? I was going to actually say that, but I went off topic earlier. That, that's another option. But he's starting to run again, isn't he? Uh, train, Callum yeah, Chambers. Yeah, now, yeah. But anyway... Um, I, think he could, well I, well, I definitely think he could do a job for us in the short term. Yeah, hundred percent. We're happy to give him a go because he's there. He's in the team. I do like Callum Chambers a lot. But um, my ideal guy to come in because of his age and, and the way he's been playing is um, Wilfred Ndidi from Leicester. I mean, but yeah. the chances of yeah. us getting him yeah. is, is very is very negligible, obviously to say the least, because they ain't going to sell him to a rival and he's going to be massively expensive. Look what, look what they got for Slabhead, you know, from Man United um, at the back. Yeah. So they're going to want similar sort of money. But he'll be, he'll be amazing for, because he's only 22 as well. And he's probably mm. the best player in the Premier League in his in his position. I think he's surpassed Kante at, at, at the end of the season before it finished. Yeah, because he lost, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, he's, he's another one, yeah, that, that stood out as well. But like you said, I can't... I, the reason why I don't think he's been mentioned is because he's not a viable option in terms of what realistically we can probably get. No, easy. probably not now. I mean, normally they, they, they sell one player every summer, Leicester, and they probably would have, you know, looked at the, doing business, but no chance now that we've lost all this money with the, with the downtime. No, no I, I can't see that, no. But, no. you know, we're, I, I think that the whole transfer thing is going to be um, a bit different this summer anyway to maybe the last mm. few years. I don't think anybody's going to spend as much money as they would normally have done anyway, which might mean that some of these players may be available slightly cheaper than they might ordinarily have been perhaps mm, mm. we'll have to see what happens with the market because I just think it's going to be a bit of a different market this summer you know plus it's as well it's a odd, very congested yeah. one isn't it with only a few weeks to sort it out before the new season mm, if, if yeah anyway I'll oh yeah have a chat about the, uh, yeah. pre- the I'm yeah. going to just quick back up what uh, Tim Stillman said on the uh, Arsenal Vision podcast a couple of days ago about the FA Cup They've massively, massively lost a, um, a, missed a massive trick about not having it as an end-of-season uh, competition. Uh, get it done within 10 days, quarter-final, semi-final, final. Have it like a 
an end of season one, you know, all in extravaganza, similar to like a, a mini international tournament type thing. It would have been like the Emirates amazing. Cup almost, yeah. Yeah, it would have been incredible, you know, after the season, get it all done within a week to 10 days. Yeah. And that'd be really exciting. And they would have brought the magic back to the FA Cup. But no, they've just fucked it off again because the F, probably yeah. the Premier League made it difficult there, for them. So like, they've just yeah. bowed to them again and, and, and it's, you know, losing its magic as we know. I love the FA Cup. And they should, yeah, if, can you imagine yeah. if it was done at the end of the season, yeah. all in one go, as a taun- little mini tournament, yeah. it would have brought the magic back and everyone yeah. would have been buzzing yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. But, no, that would have been great. But I mean, it's just going to get lost now, isn't it? Because everyone's more worried about the Premier League games and yeah. it's just going to get, it's just going to be an extra distraction that maybe clubs don't shame. need. Real yeah, it is, it is a shame, but unfortunately, yeah. they don't seem to make the right decisions on anything at these days, do they? No. Anyway, I'm going to really have to go, guys, and run. So, I uh, really appreciate you, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Really yeah. nice to meet Cheers. you, Richard. Cheers, Andrew. Yeah, and you, Andrew. Yeah, take it easy, mate. Yeah. It's been really, really good. You have to come on my show and do your yeah. Mesa Island Discs yeah. one day. Yeah, no, I'd love to, yeah. That'd be really good. So, yeah, everyone yeah. tune in from Dial Square to where every Wednesday doing Mesa Island Discs during this down period with no football. And it's been really good fun. And... Um, yeah, my own Arsenal-based slant on the Desert Island Discs format. So, yeah, join in. Yeah, Thanks for having me on again. Well, yeah. yeah, you... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cheers, Andrew. Speak to you soon, mate. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to wrap up now. But, yeah, any final thoughts yeah. going into, ne- obviously, the next couple of weeks? Um, well, I mean, I <laughs> half of me is, is kind of pleased that football's going to be back. But I don't like the fact it's going to be behind closed doors. Um, you know, that's, that's almost that's, that's it's been a punishment yeah. before, hasn't it? You know, you you you, you, you if mm. your fans have behaved badly or whatever, it's it's a punishment to play behind closed doors. Now yeah. it's almost seen as a treat, isn't it? We're going to get football on, but no yeah. one can go and watch it, and I don't really yeah. like that. It's just going to become a TV show, which isn't really what it's about. Mm. It's about fans in the ground, so I'm not really. Mm. I'm not overly excited about it, if I'm honest, but it's going to be good to get Arsenal playing again. I'm going to try and see if I can get into a couple of games on with, with a press pass or something just to try and be there. I think it would be, be quite exciting just to try and get in, just to see what it's like as an experience, really, with, with no crowd in it. It'd just be interesting to, to see it. So I'm going to see what I can if I can manage to do that at some point, one of the games at least. But, um, but yeah, it's not... Not the North London derby, no. I want to try that one. I think I might stay clear of that one. But, um, you know, certainly Man City and the Sheffield United Cup game are two on my list that I might try to see if I can figure something out for that. But I'd say I'm not not overly excited about it, if I'm honest. But the games are going to be played now. Let's get them done. Hopefully we can finish top four and then um, start afresh next season. Hopefully with, like you said, maybe with fans in as well. In September would be good, wouldn't it? Well, hopefully, yeah. Because, yeah, it does seem like they're going to get this done and dusted FA Cup on the, on August the 1st and then yeah. they're going to have like four to five weeks to get themselves together and go again because I was talking about doing it after what would be the international break in September wasn't they starting it then yeah. which you know would be a good time to start the season but if we can't get if they're not going to allow fans in until October, November or December put it off and start it then don't mm. start the season behind closed doors and then halfway through start letting fans in again yeah. I think I they need to start the season yeah they need to start the season when they can have fans in whenever that is if it's September fantastic if it's not until January, February then wait till then and just mm. maybe congest that season in for one season just to get it back on track again really but I don't think you can forget the fans I think that's important that we get fans back in the ground yeah. Yeah. as soon as possible and if we can't you know 
don't start it too quickly. Wait till yeah. we can get fans in and into it. You know, however that's going to work, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, it could take. It could take and as we've touched on before, not just the financial side of things, but this period is going to show how important the fans are on a match day to... Of course it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think exactly. We have, we have, let's be honest, we have, since the, uh, the Chelsea's and Man City's have got their oil money, respectively, the fans have been left behind because then Sky have then jumped mm. in the bandwagon and doing what they do, BT. We have been left behind. It's all geared. Everything's geared now to the, uh, the people that can't go to the games. Mm. Of course, you can tell by the kickoff times as well. The stupid kickoff the VAR, time they do, yeah. and the VAR, you know, the VAR system. We, any, yeah. any match they, any match they fan it goes for any of the clubs. You don't know what's going on. It goes up, comes on the screen. VAR check. We don't know why what they're checking. No, no. You have no. no you are talking to them about what this that, and the other. Because I remember the last game we played was against West Ham, and obviously the goal lack because the goal. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, because goal's been checked, but what's it being checked for? Because they were meant to say, give us more information, as in. What it's been checked for and show us. They're meant to show us. They don't, they don't show us. Yeah, they're meant to show the replays on the screen, aren't they? Yeah. But I've never seen a replay on the screen yet, <laughs> all season. I mean, <laughs> it's a new thing, and I don't know how that's going to go. I mean, I don't like VAR at all, and I think that it's one of the things no. that maybe made this season anyway. You know, obviously the the, the current situation has, has kind of been the cap on it really I just think it's been a terrible season anyway to watch football mm. I think the VAR has absolutely ruined it um, I just haven't enjoyed it I didn't enjoy this season anyway up until very you know the last couple of games were slightly better but this season for me was the worst yeah. season I can remember anyway um, and you know I'm hoping that maybe this, everybody can refocus now with this break you know yeah. I don't know whether the, the, the Premier League or whatever can look at the VAR thing and realise it hasn't worked and go back to the old system which you know wasn't perfect but was better I don't know but I certainly don't want I certainly don't want another season like this one anyway because I just it's been the least enjoyable season I can remember yeah part of that was Emery and all the kind of stuff with Emery at the start of the season probably made it less enjoyable as well Um, but yeah this season for me is going to be written off and wherever we finish whether it's 4th whether it's 11th or 12th to me is almost irrelevant we need to be in the top 4 but you know this season's a write off as far as I'm concerned we have to finish it so let's finish it let's do the best that we can and let's reset next year and go again and hopefully you know all the positive fire especially from Glenn tonight has been good you know he's you know and even Andrew a bit of positivity as well which is good and hopefully you know it could be a good future coming for us in the future you know with Arteta but let's just get this season finished and done with and you know pretend it never really happened and start again and you know hopefully next year might be slightly better next season but you know we need to we need to focus on you know making sure it's right to play it first as well isn't it I think Mm. there's a little kind of feeling that they're rushing it a little bit because they're so desperate to get it done that they may because of the financial again it comes to Sky and BT yeah that financial pressure on the Premier League to you don't you've got to pay us back X amount hundreds millions and that seriously surely the TV companies for one season could say look don't worry about the money that we've paid you don't pay us it back we'll just pay you less over the next five years Exactly. to compensate for it just exactly. so that clubs aren't put under that pressure that they're going to have to pay the money back especially some of the smaller clubs like Bournemouth and Norwich and teams like that they're going to really struggle I mean you know Man yeah. City I don't care make them pay it back and Chelsea but certainly the smaller clubs but that, that, the TV companies think about it just 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 pay them less over the next five years or something to yeah. 
to, to pay it back that way, then that way there's no pressure on the clubs, is there, from that point of view? And that way, would, would clubs then be so keen to start the season again if they didn't have to worry about that? I don't know if they would. You know, we yeah. listen to like Troy Deeney, what he's been saying about the yeah. safety aspects of it. You know, maybe clubs would put that first if the money wasn't there. But I, I don't know. But it looks like it's going to happen now anyway. So I think we just need yeah. to get on with it, well, accept yeah. it, and just, you know, um, and just let yeah. it crack on and finish. Well, literally, as, as we've been live, EFL or championships have been given their start date after the 20th of June. So literally, as we're so literally, as right. our games are sorted, they're going to get going as well. So, and they've got more games to go through as well. So that's going to be interesting. Um, well, what about yeah, the playoffs? Are they still going to do the playoffs, or or are they going to yeah, scrap yeah. the playoffs? They haven't actually said it all. It's been once. Oh, here we go. It was a uh, England uh, second tier plan to end the season with EPL promotion playoff final around ah. the thirtieth of July. So yeah, they're still going to do a playoff final. But look, they're still going to do the playoffs. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know how they're going to squeeze it in games in. They'll be playing three games a week, won't they? Well, exactly. Yeah, the, the date it's uh, they're given is July thirtieth. And... For the final, they've still got to do the, the semi-finals, well, haven't they? Yeah. Plus all the league games. Literally, and so it's getting up now. Literally twenty-four. Well, that's a thirty-two, forty-eight, forty-eight hours later, you've got an FA Cup final to prepare for. Yeah, because obviously the finals on the first of August, as they've said. So that's going to be. Well, I think more so. I think the playoff side of it is what they've, they've done that just so they can't have any backlash of, well, even though we finished fifth fourth, or fourth, fifth or sixth, we could have got that, that spot via the playoff system normally. So they're just doing it to probably stop the lawsuits coming at them. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to squeeze all the games in. It's it's going to be injuries right left and centre, isn't there for everybody? Yeah. I think. Literally, what was it? Premier League taking our game at, our game in hand at the equation. We've got nine. We've got nine league games plus an FA Cup match, possibly two two others if we get for, all the way to the final. And it's literally like we play a game, then 40, 24, uh, 48 hours later, the next game, forty eight hours later, it's it's, like, it's getting rammed down our throats because they how yeah. they want to. Yeah, I mean, the TV times are on a Saturday. They've got like, they're playing like four or five different times, yeah. aren't they, on a Saturday and a Sunday? It's like, I, I won't watch any of them apart from the Arsenal games. That's it. I'm not going to watch anything else because it just do me head in. It does me head in at the best of times anyway. I certainly don't want to see Crystal Palace play Burnley or something like that. Do you know what I mean? On a 12 o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. You watch all this hoo ha about BBC getting a few getting a few live games on. It'll be all the crap games, basically. Oh, of course it will. They're not going to have a decent one, are they? Really, they won't. They definitely won't have a decent All the decent ones will be on yeah. Sky, won't they? Sky, but Sky and BT. Of course they will. Yeah. Well, they've already picked them, haven't they? They've already picked yeah. them before. The first, the, the first, the, the start date is all on Sky anyway because it's a Sky product, basically. Man, so Man, our game against Man City will be on Sky, will it? Is that? I think, I think that's what they announced on Thursday. Man City, Man City, Arsenal, Sheffield United, Villa. Both yeah, they're the two games on, on Sky, yeah, on the same day. I know, on Sky, yeah, I thought yeah, it might be. The, and then the Saturday, Sunday, literally the five games Saturday, five games Sunday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, then again, yeah. so on and so on. Because our game originally at Man City was going to be on Sky anyway, wasn't it? So I suppose yeah. it's obvious that it would still be on Sky. But yeah, yeah BT, um, BBC will definitely get all the... <laughs> yeah, of course they will. I mean, they might they might maybe persuade themselves to get one half-decent game. You know, maybe Aston Villa against maybe other... If they've got to play one of the relegation teams, yeah. maybe they might have that on. Yeah. But anyway, I suppose it's better than yeah. nothing, isn't it? 
It was better than listen, Ricky Marco Rowing drone on or Steve McManaman or then again we've got Jermaine Genus though. Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> to be honest, I'll probably only watch the Arsenal games anyway, if I'm honest. Yeah, I might watch one or two others. I'm not really bothered about the rest no, of it. If I'm, I'm literally going to be the same. Game. Literally, that, just Arsenal games, that's it. Because yeah. that's the club I support about. <laughs> Anyone who wants to watch 20, like 10 games every weekend, nonsense. No. That's, that's overload. That's too much. Yeah, I, I don't tend to watch a lot of games on TV anyway, if I'm honest. No. I don't. I mean, if, if, if it's a game maybe on a Sunday that's kind of important to our, us in the league, maybe if oh, Tottenham oh, are playing oh, yeah. or, yeah, then I might watch it if it means something to us. But if it's just a, a, a mm. game that's just irrelevant, yeah. you know, I don't want to, I'm certainly not going to watch Liverpool's games because they just win 5-0 every week. It's just pointless. So, exactly. <laughs> and Man City that. as well. It's just a waste of time watching them, isn't it? Because they're, they're over in 10 minutes. Yeah, even that. There's still discussions about the, Ever, the, the Liverpool's first game because it's against Everton. And obviously, the circumstance of if because if we beat City in our game in hand, yeah, that's that right. They can win the league then, can't they? Yeah, and that's, that's right. Because, yeah. of, and because of that implication, there's talks of a possible um, neutral venue being put in place just in case that happens. You don't so, think Liverpool fans will travel? Of course they will. They're not bothered, are they? This is what I'm saying. This is my other this is my other concern before we sign off. That Liverpool fans have waited 30 years for a league mm. title. You're telling me, no matter where they win it, they're not going to be out in the streets partying left, right, and centre, hugging each other, getting absolutely, you know what? Well, so they'll be a, they'll, a lot of them will go to the game, won't they? Wherever it's played. Well, we saw we saw in the Champions League was it PSG at home, literally that was meant to be behind closed doors, and their fans turned up partying outside mm. the stadium. Yeah, you can imagine. I mean, to, to be fair, I mean, if it was us, right, if we were going to win the league, one, I wouldn't want us to win a league like this with no fans anyway, because it's pointless. You win the league for the fans so the fans can celebrate. If you haven't yeah. got fans in the ground, it's pointless winning it. So I wouldn't want to win it anyway. But ultimately, if you've waited 30 years to win the league, the game's being played, wherever it's being played in the country, you would go, wouldn't you? Because yeah. even if you didn't have a ticket for the game, if, if, if the crowd was in, you didn't have a ticket, you'd still go, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been to games that. before when, you know, there's, there's been stuff riding without a ticket and you go because you want to be there, you want to experience mm. it. You can't tell me they're not going to go wherever it's played they can play it on the moon Liverpool fans are still going <laughs> they would wouldn't they, yeah. no, they so they might, as well, they might as well just play at Anfield and get it done and you know yeah, exactly. they'll be outside celebrating just let them celebrate get on with it you know people have been on the beach all weekend anyway I don't think to make oh, that, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> just, let people, just, yeah, just let people crack on you know what I mean it's, if they've won the league let, let them celebrate and then it's over and done with isn't it that's the one assurance that this coming back it's good, that's going to literally wrap it up no matter what it could be literally first game back boom you've got the title there you go shut up <laughs> well yeah exactly get it out of the way get it out of the way so yeah. we beat the ideal tonight we beat Man City which should be great and then they, they beat Everton they win the league and then that's done and then they can lose the rest of their games and no one cares yeah and then we can crack and try and get a fourth if we can. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll see. But, yeah, that would be a good solution to it all, wouldn't it? Because the longer it drags on, the Liverpool... Say say Man City beat us, say Liverpool don't beat Everton, they don't, don't win their next game. Yeah, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drag on and drag on, isn't it? Just get it over and done with. Just give it to them straight away. Imagine after all this, they start dropping points, left, right and centre, and it takes them to the last game. Well, imagine if they didn't win it. Imagine if they lost every single game. <laughs> imagine. They, they've, they've been desperate to get it played because they think they're going to win it and then they lose every game and Man City pip them on the last day. The literal meltdown that happened with just their fans before the, before the rival fans go, 
Way, right. Can you imagine that? That, that? that would actually be quite funny, wouldn't it? But it it's, not, it's obviously not going to happen, is it? I mean, it's just right. not, is it? But, you know, it's funny to think about it now where we can. But, uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, we'll wrap up now. Thanks for coming on anyway. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It's been, I've enjoyed it. It's great meeting the other guys as well. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. It was good love. Glenn's a bit of a character anyway, which is good. Oh, yeah. I suspect him to be bouncing off the walls, and it? Literally, because he's out of... Since this has all happened, he's been the one really driving that we've got to get this done and this is how we've got to do it. And everything he said, it's actually come to fruition in the sense of do the testing, do the behind closed doors, test all the people there, and anyone's got it, bugger off, and this, that, and the other. He's, he's, in that sense, he's been positive in that side. Usually, he's the, the angry American that doesn't want it being done. <laughs> No, he's, a, he's, a, he's an entertaining guy, which is good. Oh, yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks. I hope you'll get you back on again soon. And again, Sam, Andrew, and Glenn, thanks for, uh, thanks for them to come, for coming on as well and giving their thoughts on what's going, what we've been talking about. And obviously Stan, Melina, Sam, in the, in the live chat as well. Thanks for putting your comments in the thing in your live chat there. But I've got I've got them all up on the screen. Stan did make a good point as well about we should have sold Xhaka for the forty mil and used that for the party deal. But yeah, maybe so it's, a, it's an option. Yeah. It's an option. Yeah. But it's all if buts and maybe at the moment. But yeah, until until next time. Enjoy the rest of you. What's after the weekend? Enjoy the rest of the week. One week and one week, one week closer to Premier League return. Exactly, which uh, will be good, I'm sure.
damn good, it blows my mind With every dribble, every shot You can't deny this tea is hot And now the title's red and white I'm lost for words, it's out of sight The pride of London, England too There ain't nothing we can do And George's eye is on the purse We don't have to spend the universe To win the league or win the cup We're so high we can't go up Our fans, they never cause no trouble That's why we're gonna win the double So girls, boys, you're having fun Cause Tottenham are on the run From AFC, the team we fight We only play, we never fight Thomas, Thomas, that's it! 